0: Thank you. Hello, welcome. This is Minister Ginger London. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening to this teaching. On tonight, we're doing part three of the Emotional Strengthening Series, uh, and the title of this is Managing Your Emotions. We have... um, Done two parts so far, and we're now on part three. And so, I want to say hello to everyone. And tonight, again, we're on managing your emotions. And so, we're going to do a brief recap, and we're actually going to get right into, uh, the uh, the teaching on tonight, it is my prayer that God will open your ears and your spirit to hear what he is saying to his people concerning managing uh, your emotions. I pray that you will not only hear, but you will be a doer of the information you learn on today. So remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and faith without works is dead. So don't become dead weight with what you will learn in this teaching. Put action into put action to your faith. So if you want to see change in your emotions, you must do something for them to change. So this teaching is going to give you the strategies and an action plan to help you manage your emotion. So for a brief recap, uh, in the first part, um, I taught that God created us in his image and in his likeness. And this means that we were created with the intelligence we were, and also in cre- created with uh, emotion. I taught that emotions uh, connect or disconnect us in relationships. And so if your emotions are wounded and uh, unmanaged, you probably experience more disconnect than, uh, than connection in relationships. In part two, uh, we did rewriting your emotional script. And so I taught uh, the importance of changing uh, your negative thoughts about the emotions that you um, are feeling uh, related to uh, the pain that may be resulting from the uh, something that happened to you. Uh, the word of God says, "As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he." So, in order to rewrite your emotional story, your mind has to change in the way you see your life, and your, li- uh, your life, and your, uh, your life, and life in general. So, not just your life, but just in general, the way you uh, see people and others. Also making a positive confessions and affirmations about your life, and uh, believing by faith that healing and change will happen for you. That's a part of rewriting uh, your script. And rewriting your emotional script means taking action to write the vision down, make it plain upon tables, so that those who read it can run with it. And on in that teaching we use Habakkuk 2:3, and we said that the vision that you're writing down is. Uh, the story that you want to see happen in your life, and that's the healing that you want to take place in your emotional wound. The people who read it, no one may not ever see your private journal, but you will see it over and over again. So in writing the vision down and making it plain, actually identifying your feelings and uh, expressing um, uh, uh, how they are causing you to act and and, and the way that you want to see your life change, the more you reread it, then the more you are when you see that you really desire change in your life, you desire to, see your, uh, to have your emotions healed, managed, and controlled, then you become excited about your own life, and you begin to do the things that you have actually written down in your journal or when you rewrite your script. You know, your thoughts have to change. Your verbiage has to change. Uh, The way you relate to people have to change. And I said in that teaching, you also need to surround yourself with people who want to see change happen in your life. And so you have to be be, uh, instead of being standoffish or well guarded or walls up, you're going to have to extend your hand uh, for friendship so that you can establish relationships with people who can embrace your life and then help you to succeed Uh, in managing and regaining control of your emotions. So today is part three, managing your emotions. And there's a scripture in 3 John, uh, uh, verse 2, that says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. God's intention is not just for you to be healthy physically, but he also wants you to be healthy mentally, and he also wants you to be healthy in your emotions. And so... um, The first half of that scripture talks about the uh, prosperity of life and health, but the second half talks about the prosperity of your soul, and your soul is actually made of three parts, your mind, your will, and your emotions. And if you want your emotions to change, if you want healing to come, you have to uh, get your mind involved and your will has to be involved. You have to make a conscious decision that you will to change, that you're willing to do whatever it takes to make change happen in your emotions so that you can gain control of your emotions, so your emotions can be uh, balanced. So that you um so that you will have self control and that your emotions are not running rampant uh throughout uh your life. And so we're gonna get into tonight's teaching. So we're gonna start with we're gonna start by uh stating to you uh some common types of emotions that we feel as human beings, uh the negative and the positive ones and describing them to you because sometimes we we know the word but we don't really know how to describe uh, the emotion or the or the description that is attached to it, and so one is anger that we, that we people experience a lot, and it's displeasure it's hostility it's really an emotional state that can range from intensity from mild irritation to intense fury or uh, and rage and I, like I said in one of the teachings um, some, th- some people you, you see they're always angry. You know, they're angry about it. And we know that it comes from something in their past or something that happened to them. They haven't resolved those issues. Nobody wakes up and says, you know what, I think I just want to be an angry person today. I think I just want to be mean-spirited for the rest of my life. So... um and then there's that anger that I told you about, that righteous indignation that comes because uh, there is uh, maybe, for an example, a social issue that you really are uh, adamant about or concerned about. And so there's a righteous anger, an indignation, a strong feeling that comes when you see that there's an injustice somewhere, or that a particular issue isn't being uh, handled correctly in society, you know whatever that may be. Okay, then there's guilt, which is the culpability, especially from imagined offenses or from a sense of inadequacy. And a lot of times people will try to make you feel guilty, you know, because you don't do the things, do things the way they want you to do them, say things the way that they want you to say, or receive them in the manner that they desire for you to receive them in. Um, there's pride, which is an exaggeration, a positive evaluation of oneself based on devaluation of others, okay, and then there's jealousy, there's anxiety, uh, resentment, some of the more positive emotions that we feel as human beings would be love, which is a strong affection for another person, appreciation, uh, which means an admiration and approval. It's a spirit of gratitude, happiness, which is well-being and contentment. And that is my prayer that you, if you're wounded or if you know someone who is wounded, and you're listening, so you can be uh, an empowering agent for them. When you when you um, get your emotions balanced and when you manage them well, you get to a place of well-being or a place of contentment, which breed, which breeds happiness into your life then there's hope to cherish a desire with anticipation to wish for something with expectation of its fulfillment and um, uh, I know that if, if you've been wounded for any length of time you're, sometimes your desire of most people's desires desire is um, to be healthy to be whole and so there's a hope that one day things will change in my emotions and that I'll feel better and I'll do better, you know, and and I'll be able to uh, relate to people better. There's a hope that comes with, 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 uh, an uh, anticipation or, or willingness to, uh, manage and regain control of your emotions and so uh, confidence which is faith or belief that one will act in right proper or effective way a state of being certain and i said in part two that there's a scripture in philippians 1 verse 6 that says being confident of this he that began a good work and you will perform it until the day of christ and you have to believe that even in your wounded state even in um, this unmanaged state that there is still a good work that God has created on the inside of you, and once you regain control or, of your emotions and you have some self control and you um, are guarding your heart with all diligence that there is a great work that comes from you being in right alignment with what destiny has called you to for what your purpose has your life 's purpose is desiring for you to fulfill there is a great um, confidence or level of confidence that comes in knowing that no matter what state I'm in right now, I know that when change comes, the great work that God has created um, created on the inside of me will manifest itself and that I will be uh, victorious in what he desires uh, for me to be di- victorious in. So let's talk in depth about how to manage your emotions. Uh, we mentioned in, I mentioned in the first part that God created us with emotions and that emotions are they're a good thing to have because emotions connect us in our relationship with others and so the purpose um, of managing our emotions is so that they'll never manage us because when your emotion manages when your emotions manage you then everything is usually out of control uh, in your life or they're not as healthy as they should be in your life. So when you're in control of your emotions or when they're stable, when they're self-controlled, then you see more fruitfulness in your life. You see more fruit in your life. You see your mind is a little bit uh, more active. Uh, You have better thoughts. You're not consumed with tormenting thoughts or negative thoughts. You have good thoughts that you're thinking. And so, That's what needs to take place. So emotions used in the wrong way can be devastating or destructive to your relationships at home, at work, at church, or, you know, even uh, in your own life as well. um, You can't change your emotions if you're not willing to confront them. So on this evening, we're going to teach you and talk to you about what the Word of God says about managing your emotions. And we know that in order to do that, it has to be done by the word of God. And Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. That means it's making it active, it's operative, it's energizing, it's effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life. That means your soul into the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow, of the deepest part of your nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of your heart. And so there's a reason why the Word of God is active and and available to you to help you manage uh, your emotion. Um, The big picture of getting your emotions under control is that Christ has called and commissioned us Uh, To go to influence people beyond our own lives And you can't do that If you're wounded and if you're hurting You can't reach out to other people You can't be effective with other people You can't even establish a good relationship With uh, someone else And so you can manage your emotion It's good to know that And Philippians 4.13 says this I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me Uh, Emotionalism Is not the place You don't want to wear your emotions on your sleeve You want your emotions to be controlled by the Spirit of God, and you want your spirit, man, to be um, uh, strengthened and energetic and energized on the inside so that you can function um, from a whole and healthy position. So let's talk about uh, some of the steps that needs to take place in managing uh, your emotions. Remember, your emotions must produce the proper fruit, fruit in your life. Love bears fruit in, in obedience. Hope bears fruit uh we need good fruit in our lives. So faith comes from, doesn't come from feelings, it doesn't come from emotion, it comes uh, by hearing the word of God. And so we're going to get right into some steps that you can take to manage your um, emotions. The first one, if you're taking notes, is make yourself aware of your emotions and their importance. Remember I told you we we're created with emotions. And so there's a reason why God has given us emotions. And the word of God tells us to guard our heart with our diligence, for out of it springs the issue of life, your emotions are so important that God has already given you an instruction to guard your heart with all diligence, because out of it every part of your being springs from your heart. And like I said in uh, the first part, is that your heart, in the natural, is the is the organ that pumps the pumps the blood through your entire body, so that you can maintain life. But it is also the seat of your the core of your being, all of your your will, your emotions love all of the feelings that you feel in life are stored in your heart and so you have to be to guard your heart with all diligence because out of it springs everything that identifies who you are and when your emotions are wounded and they produce um unhealthy uh flows from your life like anger uh, dis uh, discouragement, frustration, hatred, jealousy, envy, covetousness. When all of that it comes from your from your being, then people begin to identify you by the emotions that you display with them. As I said, if you've ever seen someone who's angry and all the time, whenever you see them, they're angry. At some point, you don't really identify them by their name, by his or her name. You identify them by the emotion that they display all the time. You say, here com- here comes so-and-so. He's always angry. He's always critical. He's always critiquing other people. Uh, here comes so-and-so. She's very jealous. So uh, she's jealous. She has a jealous spirit. She gets jealous over everything. Mm-hmm. So you have to be mindful of what comes from your being because what people experience from you is how they identify um, how they identify you. So managing your emotions is something that only you can do. No one else can manage your emotions for you, and you can't manage someone else's emotions. Uh, you may find uh, helpful knowledge from people like family, friends, maybe a counselor, psychologist, but only you can control your thoughts and your feelings. You're the only one that can control your emotions. Uh, we're not told to control other people. You know that that becomes a, uh, a, a mental abnormality, a psychological uh, abnormality. When you we call them control freaks. When you when you have to control what people say, what they do, how they feel, how they respond. But God didn't tell us to do that. And so you are the only one who can control your emotion. So this is very emotions are very important and so when you allow other people to control your emotions if you've ever been controlled by someone you will know it's that's not even it's not even a healthy feeling it causes you to become frustrated disappointed with yourself you know uh you go into a a room in isolation and your mind begins to think about wow how did i let him control me like that again how did i let her control me like that again so you have to uh, trust God to show you who you are. When you read Psalm 139, it says in there, it said, God, you know all about me. You know everything about me, all the way to my inner most secret parts. You know when I sit down, you know when I get up, you know words before I speak them, you know thoughts before I have them. So if you really want to know what's going on in your emotions, you're going to have to make yourself aware of your emotions, and you have to understand their importance. And the best way to do that is say, God, show me me. God, open me up and show me me. I may not want to see what you're going to show me, but if I want to bring healing to my life, I'm going to have to take an honest look at who I am right now and what's going on on the inside of me. You have to be able to identify the feeling of, of that your emotions are causing, if they're causing any physical pain in you or if they're causing any displeasure or if they're causing a uh, disruption in relationships, you have to be honest to actually say that this is who I am right now. This is not who God created me to be, but right now, this is what I'm feeling. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm discouraged. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm bitter. Um, You have to be able to identify that because only when you do the identification that you can actually move forward. The second thing you want to do is discover words for your feelings. You know, a lot of times we can say, you know, I'm mad, I'm glad, I'm sad. And, you know, these are words that if you're not careful, they just become cliches or they just become easily uh, attainable words, words that you can put your thoughts on. And so you just use that word. So if you really want to uh, be able to put words to your feelings, then you have to take a, an extra step maybe get a um say a dictionary or a thesaurus or something where you can look up synonyms and you can say let me find let me let me pick the word sad or let me pick the word mad or angry and let me find another synonym and see if i can really begin to put words to actually how I'm feeling, because sometimes we respond based on how we've seen others respond. We uh, use cliches to identify how we're feeling, or we brush it off and say, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, don't worry about it. But if you really want to receive healing in the area of your emotions, excuse me, then you're going to have to begin to identify the words that um, can describe your emotions. And so you have to go one step further uh, in doing that. So, step number one was make yourself aware of your emotions and their importance. Number two, discover words uh for your feelings and so then, the third thing is learn to connect your feelings with certain thought patterns, and that's going to help you you know once you discover the words that accurately describe how you are feeling, take the time to necess- to take the time necessary to explore the various thought patterns and belief systems that may be associated with them you know um For example, if you're on your job and you did all the work and then somebody else took the credit, you have to – and the next time you're asked to do something, the thought pattern that may come to mind is I'm not going to tell – Everything that I did because they just they take it they get all the credit. And so when you start working with people, your mind tells you not to share information. Your mind tells you uh, be um, discreet with uh, your information or, you know, don't let them see everything, you know, save it on a disc, a disc or a flash drive, take it home with you. you So your, your thought patterns. Begin to say certain things that causes you to behave a certain way. So you, once you discover the words, then the next thing you have to do is identify or learn to connect your feelings with certain thought patterns. Why do I feel like I can't trust my coworkers? Well, the reason why is because I worked with somebody once before and they stole my idea or they took the credit for my idea. If you're in a friendship with someone and they stab you in the back, they break a confidence, they share... Um, your innermost uh, secret with someone else, they break that confidence. Then the thought pattern behind you being disappointed with that and feeling betrayed is you may start saying things in your mind like you can't trust people, well, don't trust anybody, you know. And you won't never have a true friend because, you know, people at some point go always stab you in the back. Well, when you identify the words of, uh, that 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 can uh, that label your uh, feelings, then start to connect your thought patterns that go with that so you can so, why do I feel like this? Why do I have these thoughts? Well, I have these thoughts because I was friends with somebody once, and I shared a personal confidence with them, and they betrayed me, and they told it to someone else who told it to someone else who told it to someone else so that's where you begin the healing journey because not you don't just you don't want your the the emotional wound to go away and you not learn something from what happened in your life as a result of it. Then number four. Uh, feel your feelings as fully as you can. You know, faith is not denial. You know, you can say, I believe by faith that God is going to heal me. I believe by faith that I'm healed. I believe by faith that I'm whole. I believe by faith that I can manage my emotions. I believe by faith that I that I can control my emotions. And all of that's true. But faith is not denial. So, faith is not you saying that and then not wanting to believe that the, the pain is there. Not wanting to believe that the hurt is there. Not wanting to believe that your emotions are un- Manage that they're all over the place, and you really have not self—you're not self-control right now. You're believing for it, but you're not doing it right now. So you have to begin to feel your feelings and say, "This is where I am right now. Honestly, this is where I am. My emotions are running rampant. I'm having all sorts of thoughts going on in my mind. I don't feel like I can love again. I don't feel like I can trust again. I feel like people will betray me at some point in time. I don't feel like, um, you know, I'm productive on my job because every time I come up with something somebody steals it from me so your feelings are real but you have to begin to feel them so that you can get rid of them okay and you can't uh, just wash them away or be in denial about it so one way to actually um begin to feel your feelings is find a quiet place. And I said that in uh, rewriting your script that you need to find a quiet place and you need to close your eyes and just breathe deeply. Sometimes we need to just be still. We need to rest in God. We need to take deep breaths and we need to say, God, I'm overwhelmed with this. This has been bothering me for a long period of time. And I just want to sit here for a minute and for a few minutes. And I just want to take a deep breath. And I want to say, God, I'm ready for change. And so while I'm ready for change, God, when I take this deep breath, allow me to feel my feelings. That means that even if I have to feel that pain, then I know that by me making a decision to sit here and feel The feelings behind that within my emotions, I know that I'm getting ready to break through and come out of it and and move into um, a better place in this. Okay, so you want to be able to position yourself where you can take a moment and say, let me stop all of the the rat race, all the running around. Let me stop trying to figure out everything and let me get to a quiet place. Let me take a deep breath. And then my prayer is, Lord. Allow me to feel it because I want you to change me, and I want to know what it is that needs to be changed so I can, I, so that I can know when this particular feeling is no longer here. See, because once you have felt all that you can possibly feel, then you need to start letting the feeling fade away. You have to allow change to take place. See, by facing them head on, you have put yourself in a much better position to defeat them. So you can't change anything that you're not willing to confront. And so when I say feel your feelings, what I'm saying is confront your feelings within you and say, you don't belong here. But in order for me to to really identify you, I have to sit still for a minute so I can can actually put my finger on what needs to get out of my spirit. Okay. So number one, make your make your, uh, yourself aware of your emotions and their importance. Number two, discover words for your feelings. Three was learn how to connect your feelings with certain thought patterns. Number four, feel your feelings as fully as you possibly can. And number five is replace old thinking patterns with new ones. The word of God says in Romans chapter 12, um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so that's why you need to be able to sit still and actually feel your feelings because you need transformation to occur. And it only occurs when there has been a renewing of your mind. So what happens is when you're at a pl- you, you're at a place where you're identifying your feelings and you're feeling them and now you're ready to get rid of the old thinking patterns and come up with the new ones. And what you're doing is you're saying, God, purge me, wash me clean. You take the word of God and you start speaking positive confessions from the word of God over your life, from scripture over your life, and you begin to actually... Um, cause those negative thought patterns to be replaced with healthy, wholesome thought patterns, with um, the way that God desires for you to think. There's a scripture that tells you to keep your mind ready for action. And the only way that your mind can be ready for action, for the great things that God wants to do in your life and for the healthy and wholesome thoughts that he desires for you to experience, you have to get rid of the old thoughts that the old thinking patterns, because when the old thinking patterns are still there, that memory card is still playing, you'll find yourself succumbing to those old patterns. So the only way to get rid of them is to renew them, cast down vain imaginations, every knowledge or thought that tries to um, exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You have to begin to get rid of that, because if not, remember, as a man thinketh, so is he. If those thoughts stay in your mind, the pain from that emotional experience, it's going to stay in your spirit. So you want to replace your old thinking patterns with new thinking patterns. And then number 6, manage your emotions by um by feeling that once you um begin to renew your mind, you should you should be able to feel in your spirit the change that's going on. You should be able to feel when God is creating a newness in your, uh, in your spirit. You should be able to feel your confidence level raising. You should be able to feel the excitement of knowing that you're no longer burdened by those emotions. You should be able to experience that. You should be able to embrace change. You should say, Lord, change me and allow me to go through the change. Allow me to experience the change because I want to be able to manage my emotions by feeling them identifying them correctly and then and then doing the right thing uh with that particular emotion a lot of times what gets out of control are the negative emotions our good emotions are our positive emotions we can really kind of manage those a little bit it's the it's the negative ones that get out of control even love when it's mishandled and mis, uh, mistreated uh, it's a negative emotion when you um Good way to example would be infatuation or when you become obsessed with someone, that that's really not love, but we call it love. Well, you've taken love and you're mishandling love and you're misusing that particular emotion, so now it becomes negative in your life because that's not how it was created to function, okay? So how do you deal with some of the difficult emotions while you're going through uh, uh, the change that you're going through? And these are the steps you're really going to have to, Find a way to uh, put these steps into action in your life. And as I said, if you didn't hear um, rewriting your emotional script, if you get a chance to go back and hear that, you want to hear that because we gave an action plan for actually how to handle those emotions through rewriting your script. And if you can, if you can take that journey, then you're well on your way to um, being healed uh, in your emotion. OK, so as the spiritual change is happening, here are some things that you can do in the natural that will help you to begin to cause these uh, negative emotions to fade out of your life while the spirit of God is in full control. There are some things that you can do in the natural for your own well-being. And these are natural things that you can do. Like, number one, uh, remove yourself from um the negative feelings or the negative emotion, whatever it is that caused it, remove yourself from that environment if you have to. Um, Because if you don't remove yourself from that environment, you're going to find yourself experiencing that negative emotion over and over again. So if you are with a group of friends who don't really appreciate you, don't value you, and they're always um, hurling insults at you, making fun of maybe the way you look or, excuse me, um, what type of job you have, or maybe they are, um, just don't appreciate you as a person, then you're going to have to remove yourself from that particular environment because the environment is unhealthy. And therefore, it causes your emotions to be wounded, to be scarred, you know. And so you have to remove yourself. And sometimes you have to just take a stand and say, I can no longer be friends with you. It is just too unbearable to be friends with you. I'm always hurt. I'm always insulted by things that you say. Excuse me. And things that you do that I can no longer remain friends with you. And sometimes that's hard because if you don't have a lot of friends, um, you'll feel isolated and alone because sometimes people settle uh, for relationships because they feel like there is no one else there. You know, even in romantic relationships where people are being emotionally abused, verbally abused, you know, uh, mistreated, um, neglected. Um, not honored, not appreciated. Sometimes they stay in those relationships because they say, well, I don't know anybody else. Well, you're going to have to take a leap of faith and believe that God didn't just create two people, you and that person, that God created enough people on this earth that if you walk away from an unhealthy situation or an unhealthy environment, God knows how to bring the right person into your life so that you will no longer have to be emotionally wounded and scarred just because you're in a relationship. So you're going to have to remove yourself. Uh, Get away from what's causing you the negative emotion. Do anything to distance yourself from the person or situation making you upset. Okay, then number two, doing something positive. So uh, find something positive to take the place of that negative. So if you have a righteous anger over social issues, something like that, for example, then do something about it. You know, um, I said in rewriting your script, there's a verse that says if if a man wants friends, he first has to show himself friendly. So if you have to remove yourself from a relationship, remove yourself from a situation, in that prayer, you say, God, change me. Lord, change me. Allow me to become friendly so that I can draw the right types of people into my life that I can relate to. And that's going to be key. So do something uh, positive. This one, um, getting physical. Take a walk go bowling uh uh whatever it is that you do uh for activity then that's something that you can do get physical because when you're getting physical not only you you're remembering that you are uh, getting spiritually uh, strong in your emotions, but then you're taking care of your outer man as well. And so it builds your confidence. It builds your self-esteem. It helps you to uh, refocus and you're not always focusing on the that emotional pain. Now you're thinking about uh, the fun that you have playing tennis or you're thinking about the fun that you have bowling or you think about um, uh, the benefits of walking or even if you just, Uh, Taking a walk in the neighborhood or at the local uh, park or something, and and just uh, enjoying the scenery, you know, or whatever. Just do something different, that gets you active, it, it brings you out the corner in the closet hiding, it brings you from out the house being isolated in a depressed or saddened state, it puts you in a place where you're doing something with your physical body as while your spirit man and your inner man is being strengthened in your emotions, now you're also taking care of uh, the physical man as well. Then breathe uh, breathe in deeply. Well, I told you, we talked about that a little bit. You know, get comfortable. Sometimes you just have to sit down. I don't know about you that sometimes I love quietness. You know, there are times where I just, no television, no radio, no anything is on in the house. It's just pure quiet. And sometimes I just sit and I think, I think about the goodness of God, and then I can actually imagine how God is going to use me. I think about, I see myself doing great things. I see myself doing positive things. I see myself helping people. So whatever it is that is beneficial for you, when you're sitting there, take that deep breath in that quiet place, then begin to use your imagination. Sometimes we call it um, uh, meditation, you know. So you uh, you can use meditation in that way where you'll sit there and say, God, you know, you're a great God, and then allow yourself to actually go into the vivid frames of your mind and see pictures of yourself whole, pictures of yourself are healed, pictures of your emotions strong, pictures pictures of yourself or images of yourself where you're self control images of you having good relationships. Begin to just sit there for a moment, breathe deeply, and begin to see the change in your imagination that you want to manifest in the natural and be excited about the day is coming sooner than you think. So sometimes just sit Just sit still for a minute and just enjoy yourself. Just say, okay, I know I'm in pain. I know I'm disappointed, but I need to sit here for a minute and realize that disappointment doesn't define me. Pain doesn't define me. That's not who I'm created to be. I'm created to be a great person doing great things. So let me just take a break from pain and sit here and see to see the manifestation of the person that I really want to be as soon as God heals me from, this, from these wounded areas. And, and just capture um, a vivid image of yourself and keep it in the reservoir of your imagination. So whether you're at work, whether you're in the car, whether you're just walking around, whether you're with friends and family, whatever the case may be, if you ever begin to start feeling overwhelmed, in your emotion where that pain is trying to kick itself back up, then go find a quiet place and just take a deep breath and then see yourself whole and see yourself doing great things. You know, and just believe by faith God. I know my my newness is coming. I know the manifestation of healing is coming. I know my my, my emotions will be uh, I will be uh, self-controlled. I'll be able to manage my emotions. Or if you're helping someone, you have to begin to speak over that person's life and say, God, the day is coming where I will see my sister where she's not wounded. She's not hurt. I'll see my brother where he's not angry all the time. He's not uh, cynical. You know, I can see him being the person that you created him to be. So uh, take a deep breath, all right? And then talking to someone. You know, whether it's a trusted friend or whether you need to talk to a professional, sometimes we're a little uh, leery about talking to professionals. I think that's just something that uh, has been passed on from generation to generation. But if you need to go to a professional, then you need to go to what? Do what you need to do to regain control of yourself. Don't let your emotions run rapid and run wild regain control of yourself. So that means if it means going to talk to a professional counselor, if it means talking to a life coach, if it means talking to your pastor or a minister, or if it means talking to a psychologist, or maybe you have a a really good friend or family member who has, um, skilled listening ears, I call them, people who don't just let you talk, but they're listening to what you're saying, and they're in between the lines of your sentences, and they're uh, interacting, in the, and they're engaged in the conversation with you, and they're just not giving you a listening ear for nothing, but they have, they're have they giving you their ears so that they can participate in your wellness, participate in your healing, participate in your uh regaining control and managing your emotions the bible says that two are better than one because when one falls the other one can pick him up so you have to find people who are strong enough to pick you up and so sometimes picking you up just simply means listening to you and then saying back to you what you said and then giving you the the information you need so that you can begin to apply it to your life to your life and then to uh to begin to do, uh, to do better. And then also you want to um, start journaling, and that's a part of rewriting your script. And in the journaling, uh, what you want to do is write out your feelings on the paper, you know, um, in an excellent way to, it's just an excellent way to manage your emotions. You know, today is, uh, whatever today's day is, this is how I'm feeling today. And you have to start journaling it. And if it's a negative one, then write behind that. Keep writing until you find yourself writing your way out of that pain and say, even though I feel this way, it is my desire to no longer feel the hurts of uh, emotional abuse. It is my desire to be strong in my emotion and to be self-confident and to be, uh, 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 So have high self-esteem So that when people say things to me I'm not easily wounded Keep writing until your desires Show up in your journal Not just the pain you're feeling But but the desire that you want to see happen in your life Keep writing until that shows up You know um, When you write that journal Remember it's just between you and God Unless you show it to someone else You know um, And once you write it down and, and let it simmer for a minute. As I say, go back and read it again. As I said earlier, Habakkuk 2:3 says, "Write the vision down upon uh, plain upon tablets, so those that read it can run with it." Your vision is that you want to be healthy. You want to be holding your emotions. You no longer want to feel the pain of uh, abuse or whatever whatever the uh, action was that caused that pain. Then keep reading that and keep reading your desire for change. And then what happens is you're going to start getting excited about change, and you'll start moving forward and taking the necessary steps to bring change in your life. And so those are the three ways that you can um, manage your emotions uh, in the in the natural. I'll give them to you again. Removing yourself from the situation, doing something positive, getting physical, breathing deeply, talking to someone, And then journaling. And that is how you do that. That's how you manage your emotion. It is God's desire that you are, are whole and healthy uh, uh, in your emotions. And sometimes what happens is we have learned um, an artificial way of handling our emotions, and we say things as, uh, as I said earlier. We say things like, um, "Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, it doesn't bother me." And then you go into your secret closet, and it does bother you. You know, you are you are bothered by it. It begins to torment your mind. It begins to torment it, t- uh, tug on your spirit, you start feeling pricks in your heart because we try to artificially deal with issues rather than confronting them and deal with it. We've told, you know, be humble, don't say anything. There are some situations where you shouldn't say anything. You know, you just walk away from it. Then there are some situations where you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to say some things. There were times when Jesus didn't say anything, and then there were times when he had a righteous indignation and he confronted whatever was he confronted the issue that came before him and he dealt with it accordingly and in a matured spiritually mature uh, manner, but he did deal with it. And so Sometimes we have been taught that humility is you don't say anything, you don't do anything, but then you go home, and you're, that pain is so bad from what happened to you, now you don't know what to do because you were told not to say anything. So you have to build a level of self-confidence if you're going to manage your emotion that says what the scripture says, guard your heart without diligence, for out of it springs the issue of life. You are the go- you are the gatekeeper to your heart. You are the one that determines what comes in and what goes out. Now, if you're a good gatekeeper, you have to discern what's coming, what's trying to get into your heart. And so then that's when you need to start putting up the shield of faith when those fiery thoughts, those insults start coming at you, those demeaning comments, those mistreatments, and say, God, teach me. How to guard my heart. What steps do I take when I'm confronted with these types of situations again? So I won't find myself in a depressed state of being. What is it that I do? And whatever those steps are, then you need to take them. There's a scripture that says, Um, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you, you shall condemn. That means that you're responsible for protecting your character, guarding your emotions, guarding your well-being. And so there are some things that you have to do to make sure that you're not, um, wounded and affected and, um, destroyed by the things that others are doing. So there is a responsibility that you have in it. What you have to learn is how to actually handle that responsibility with integrity and with godliness. And once you do that, you will find yourself where you're not always in a place where you're easily wounded, where you become frustrated easily, where you're um, uh, saddened and depressed all the time. You will know exactly what you need to do to guard yourself. And that's important. Remember those um uh, remember that, because a lot of times we allow people to do things to us, and then we suffer the consequence and the consequence of that is we 're always wounded we 're always hurt we 're always frustrated we always um, we become bitter, we become angry about things, and uh we become uh, easily become jealous about it because we see somebody else that 's happy, and we wish we were happy, so we become jealous of other people 's happiness, you know those types of things, so it is your responsibility to guard your heart with all diligence. Don't, uh, some things we can't control, but there are things that we can. So when somebody hurls an insult at you, then it's your place to tell them, don't speak to me like that. You do, you do not have permission to talk to me like that. You can't control what they say, but you can control how you respond to it. And sometimes, in most cases, your response so what people do to you would determine if they continue to do it to you. You have to teach people how to treat you. So if you don't want people cursing at you, don't want them saying certain, speaking to you in certain ways, you have to step up to the plate and say to yourself on the inside, you know what, my life is at stake here. So let me correct this right now and just tell them you can't speak to me like that. You can't talk to me like that. you know. And if they refuse to respect and honor that, then the best way to, to stop that uh, conversation is for you to not engage in it you walk away from the conversation. And if it means walking away from the friendship, then you do that. Because in the long run, you are the one that suffers. Because you're the one that's at home in tears uh, late at night, or you're feeling the pain of that, or that old, that memory, is that um Uh, cassette is playing over again, sometimes it gets so bad, you can actually hear the person's voice over and over again saying that same thing to you or doing that same thing. So get to a place where you learn how to protect yourself emotionally. That, you know, the the breathing deeply and the um, journaling and rewriting your script, all that's good. But the best thing that you can do is to guard your heart with all diligence because The heart is the core of who you are. It is your innermost being. It houses all of your emotions. Love flows in. Love flows out. But when your heart is beaten down and when your heart is hurting, then it doesn't pump or or, um, let out the the correct emotions uh, in the manner in which God created it to do that. So keep in mind that you are responsible for controlling your emotions, managing your emotions, guarding your heart. No one else can do that for you. You're going to have to do that, and you can't do that for anyone else. And so I'm going to give you um, the steps again just briefly before we close, um, how to manage um, your emotions, and uh, we'll have a closing prayer. And then I want you to go forth and be um, bold and be healed. Um and manage your emotions. Make yourself aware. Number one, of your emotions and, and their importance. Remember, your emotions are important. And so, if you remember that your emotions are important, then you will be more apt to want to guard them. Uh, you know, um, you know. We say it all the time in the area of relationship. You know, you know. Um, I deserve the best. You know, or um, when people try to mistreat you. Oh no, I deserve better than that. Well, if you remember your emotions are important, you will say that about your emotions. I deserve better. Than disappointment. I deserve better than jealousy. I deserve better than to feel indie and angry and mad and discouraged all the time. I deserve better than that. My my emotions are important. All right. Number two, discover your words for your feelings. Again, um, if you need to get a thesaurus or something, find synonyms to describe what you're what you're actually feeling, so that you can begin to to actually find words that can honestly describe. What's going on on the inside of you while, uh, as you're feeling that particular uh, pain? Learn to connect your feelings with certain thought patterns. Look at whenever you're hurt, what does your mind automatically think? And when you begin to identify those patterns, then the next thing is you begin got to, in order to get rid of that thought, you have to begin to feel that feeling. And that's when I said, you know, faith. Without works is dead. You're going to have to gonna say, God, i got to feel it. I've got to go through these growing pains, but I I need to feel it. Then replace your old thinking patterns with new ones. And then re- manage your emotions by feeling them. And those are the steps that you take. And so I want to thank you for tuning in. I pray God's blessings upon your life. I pray, pray for the very best in your emotion. I pray that you be strengthened in your inner man and that you can walk in boldness and in confidence in knowing that, As you go through life, there may be some ups and there may be some downs, but even in the midst of those downs, you still have control over your emotions. You can't always... Control what happens to you, but you can control your response to what actually happens to you. And that determines whether or not you are actually in control of your emotions. And so thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you on tomorrow for the last and final part of this series. And um, God bless you. Take care.